Hey there, it's Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. We are pretty pumped to invite you to eavesdrop while we chat with some of our favorite badasses in and beyond the hockey world. The arena goal horn doesn't blow when people have success off the ice, so we want to blow it here. Did you say blow? Oh, I might have. Codette likes to rap while eating kale and chewing healthy juice on our way to Super Momit, sell real estate, or change the world one philanthropic moment at a time. Bridge smashes coffee and makes up the words to her favorite songs, needs to set an alarm on her phone for almost every appointment in life because she's always late. She's busy managing her three kids, dancing addiction, and website for pro hockey families. If we lived together, we would high-five each other at 4.45 a.m. when I'm just getting up and Bridget is headed to bed, each a vampire in our own right. Both of us love our families, each other, and our insanely awesome hockey community. So pour yourselves a drink of choice and saddle up because the boys aren't the only ones with the stories. Where do we even begin with our next guest? Caleb Dahlgren. He is a hardworking student, passionate volunteer, and one of the heroic survivors of the Humboldt Broncos bus crash in 2016. I absolutely adore him and have been in awe of his positivity and smiling personality since the first time I met him. He's an amazing young man who probably has a bunch of homework to do, so let's get after it with him. Hi, Caleb. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. How are you guys doing? Good. What a pleasure to meet you. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, it's yes. to be with you guys. <laughs> Thankful to be here. It's going to be a fun time. I know. I love it. Oh, it's, it's so good to see your face again. Yeah, no doubt. I have to get a trip back to Calgary again. I think I'll be coming out here sometime soon. So you should. I, Bridge, I took I uh, took him out for a stampede. So oh, scary. <laughs> it, was. it was. Gordon was full force that night, and he dragged me out of there probably about ten p.m. So oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one to hit the stampede with. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we. I don't think we moved ten feet away from the bar. To be honest, <laughs> why would you? Why would you? <laughs> they knew her by name too, so it was like it was almost scary. They'd be like, "Oh, you want your regular?" Like, yeah. And there you go. The huge and the huge for my friends, and then I did a like whole ribbon routine with somebody's handkerchief, and then <laughs> and then a yo-yo routine. No yo-yo, other than myself being the only yeah. yo-yo. But mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, it was good. It was fun. It was so fun to have you out here. You'll definitely have to come back with Paige. Yeah, no, I think it'll be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Where do you live right she now? She enjoyed it. Oh, sorry. Uh, I live in, I'm all over the place. I'm in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Okay. Normally that's like where I live, my home. Yeah. Yeah. But right now I'm in Toronto at York University. Oh. So yeah, it's kind of been all over the place. I've lived all over Saskatchewan and now in Toronto. So it's a little bit of a different scenery and I love it. I think it's pretty yeah. cool. And this is your second year there? Yeah. Awesome. awesome. What are you studying? I'm taking business commerce and I have a three-year degree. And then after that, I like to get into chiropractic studies, become a chiropractor. Oh, good for you. Yeah, thank commerce you. Commerce and then chiropractic. That's quite a mix. It is. A lot of people are like, why are you doing that? Like, <laughs> what's the idea? But I feel like with kinesiology, I kind of have a bit of a background already. Mm-hmm. And... I don't really need the kinesiology side. I have no idea about the business world. And so yeah. for me, I wanted the business side. So I would have my own practice and succeed because many doctors don't have the business side. So right. I wanted that. And then my electives are in science field. Good for you. That's wow. a really you. smart choice though, too. You're right. Um, and then you'll be able to take care of, of both sides of things, or at least keep an eye on the business side while you're practicing and make sure that no one's leading you astray. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of have the general understanding and fix some patches here and there yeah. with the help of other people, but kind of a general idea. Oh, yeah, good for you. 
So yeah. I love it. I love it. You're up to so much. I literally cannot keep track of you. I feel like, honestly, when you say you live in Toronto, I'm like, does he though? Because you're all <laughs> over the map. Like, how do you have time for all this? Like, how, what's your schedule? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in a, quite a bit, I'd say. I'm in quite a bit. Um, I'm in five courses each semester. And I made my last semester purposely hard because they said Cairo school is supposed to be like, hard there's 13 courses one semester so like be prepared it's going to be hard so i was like okay i want to test myself uh and see how i did and so with my brain injury a lot of the doctors told me that i shouldn't go to university and that i'd fail and i should take like one class or two classes just to see how it is wow so my first year i took three courses and then my my first semester uh, last year took three courses and then second semester my first year i took four and a half because it was like a nine credit. So it was like three and a half, four and a half. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up doing very well and succeeded. So I thought, okay, let's up it a bit more and we'll do five and we'll make it hard. So I volunteer quite extensively. And I'm also a student athlete on the New York University men's hockey team. And so we practice, I'll give you a daily schedule just for yeah. fun. So uh, wake up around 9.30 and then... Uh, have a smoothie. I'm a big smoothie guy. Love <laughs> smoothies in the morning. And uh, get uh, some study notes in before I go to class. And then I just review what we're going to talk about in class so I have an idea. Then hit up class from 11.30 to 2.15. Uh, have a little bite. Go to the rink. Get a workout in from, uh, I guess, 3, uh, yeah, 3 to 3.30. And then do some video before we go on for practice at 4.15 till about 5.45 and then get off, change, eat, and head to class from 7 to 10. You are just doing so much. And honestly, I feel like, like, I mean, you have been filling your days, but in such like positive ways. And like I said, you're all over the place. And, um, and then you volunteer after all this too. Like when do you, when do you volunteer? So I know you volunteer with Heroes Hockey because yeah, Riders in Heroes Hockey. So we have that obviously in common too. So explain what explain what Heroes Hockey is, please. Okay. So Heroes Hockey is a program for children who normally aren't exposed to hockey or cannot enroll in regular hockey activities or minor leagues. And it could be for children with disabilities or not enough funds or just too busy of a schedule. And it's to learn the game and find passion in the game. And so the area that I'm in is the Jane and Finch area, which is at Canland, New York, our hockey arena. So it's on campus, which is nice. So I literally just go there every Wednesday. And actually, I'm heading there tomorrow, so I'm excited for that. And uh, it's for underprivileged children, mostly in this area. Uh, they can't really afford hockey, and uh, it's a tough situation for them. So I think building the team aspect and having belonging to something bigger than themselves in a community, a place to come every week and hang out, is a great time for them and it's almost more beneficial for me. Uh, I love giving back to hockey. I feel like it fuels me and fuels the kids as well. It's a give and take, but I think I take more. Awesome. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that too. Did you find your way to that program or did they find you? Did they, they reach out to you? Yeah, so they reached out to our coach at the start of the year. And since I wasn't clear for contact, I was like, you know what, I want to take on this role. Wednesday's practices are normally a bit physical anyways. And so I was like, well, if I miss a practice, it's not the end of the world. Like I'll just be skating with the heroes and then 
I'll come to our practice after it's done and do some of my own individual stuff I would have done anyways. So I talked to my coach, my coach was all for, he's like, yeah, like for sure sign up for this, like uh, hop on board. And so I did, and I haven't looked back ever since. So I started in September and uh, it's been going great so far. Awesome. And and honestly, I love that because obviously I take Ryder to Heroes Hockey and what you volunteers do for the program is just like immeasurable, like the amount of time and commitment. And it's also like quite physical for you guys. I mean, I see the ones that like a lot of the kids, I'm always like, oh yeah, totally. That's my Sunday mood where you just lay on the ice. Like I'm here (laughs) for it. But like they're, you know, the coach, like the volunteers are trying to get them up and hang on to them. And I mean, my back hurts just watching. (laughs) Like I know like what, what the level of commitment is for that. And, you know, with your own studies and every, and your own hockey for you to give back like that is honestly, I appreciate it so much. So thank you for, for giving back to that program. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think, like I said before, I, I take just as much, if not more than the kids do. I, uh, last one I was at, I wasn't able to go last week at midterm, but before that, uh, I created an obstacle course for the kids. And it was like the first time they've ever done it here in the region. And the kids ended up loving it. They had to dive under a stick and like spin around on their knees on the ice, do a belly flop and then get back up. And uh, it was just, it was more of a fun kind of learning how to play the game, learning some skills, but also making it fun for them. And uh, yeah, it turned out to be really good. It looks like it might be a new thing coming <laughs> in the future here. I love that. Yeah, because like they want to feel like a part of it, right? And like, I mean, for Ryder, he just like, he literally just does laps. Like the one time we we made the mistake of waving to him from the stands and and we didn't know we weren't allowed to wave to him that day. And all of a sudden we see him, he's throwing a stick and he's throwing nets and he's throwing pylons and stuff. I'm like, what's going on? So I go down there, I'm like, Ryder, what's going on? And he skates over me, he's like, my family sucks. <laughs> and we're like, like, what happened? He's like, don't wave to me. I'm like, okay, I got it. Like, sorry, buddy. But he loved it. And he takes his hockey so seriously. And I mean, it speaks volumes of that kind of program, right? Because he doesn't commit to anything. Like he'll go a few times and he's over it, but he has to go every Sunday morning. And so, you know, that That's you're awesome. there, you're a, a constant face for these kids, mm-hmm. like means a ton. Mm-hmm. Thank That's you. awesome. I love that you um, you can see the value in them being a part of a team too. I think that's kind of awesome because yeah. maybe they don't have that social network outside of this um, activity. And it's awesome that you are being a part of that. You realize it and you're feeling now like a part of their team too. And that's awesome. I can see the joy in your eyes and your smile when you're talking about this. I wish everybody could. I'm sure they can hear it in your voice though. So um, it's really awesome. You really light up. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think, I think it's huge. Like I think team aspect is some things that a lot of people will take for granted. And especially those who aren't, who are immersed, I guess, in, in it every single day. Like I am so thankful to be a part of a team. And if I wasn't able to be part of a team, I don't think I'd be the person I am today. I know I wouldn't be the person I am today. Yeah. And so for them to have that aspect, especially when they are underprivileged and maybe their home life isn't the best, is something that they can look forward to come next week and come out yeah. to the rink and be like, okay, look, I got to go put on my jersey. My skate is going to be with my friends. It'll be a good time. It's just having that kind of camaraderie and that aspect of being more than themselves and connected to something as a whole. That's awesome. And you're honestly, you're so good with kids. Like we had a barbecue at our house and we invited Caleb and his girlfriend Paige over and 
I mean, we saw you maybe a quarter of the time because you got roped into mini sticks in the basement and then you got roped into like card games with the kids. And like, obviously this is your calling is like giving back in that kind of way, right? Like you, you're great with kids. Thank you. Yeah. I love the mini stick games though. I came up probably sweatier than the kids were. I was absolutely going though. I had to put them in their place. I had to put them in their place. And so where are your parents? Where are your parents now? Uh, they're in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan right now. Okay, they're still there. Okay. Do they come out to visit mm-hmm. you lots or do you come home? Um, not really because I'm not playing. So for them, it's a quite a big expense for them to come out just to hang out. So mm-hmm. what I do, what we've done in the past is they drive out with me uh, to York and all the way from Saskatoon. We drive out my vehicle from Saskatoon to Toronto, which is like, I think, a 27-hour trip. Ooh, wow. We do it with a couple parents? days. Yeah, Good so boy. some family Good bonding, boy. some family bonding. <laughs> Yes. And I, uh, ended up reading a book both times. I, I mean, I'm not a big reader, but I thought that I should expand my horizon a bit. And so it was good though. We had really nice family bonding. So we've done that back to back years now. And then on the way they come back out at the end of the year and then drive my vehicle back home with me. Oh, well, I'm sure your parents love the time with you, especially cause you're an only child. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they don't take that for granted at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't want me to head out uh, east, really. But I told them from the very start I wanted to change my horizon. I didn't want to be in the prairies. Now, nothing against the prairies, but I've lived there for how long? I just want to grow as a person. I thought that either moving out east or like super out west. So I was thinking like Vancouver area or out east in like Nova Scotia, PEI, or somewhere in the Toronto area. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, York came knocking and that was my home. So I'm really happy about it. That's awesome. You know what? Um, there's, this is the time to do those kinds of things. You're young, you can move away and have your own adventures. And I mean, my oldest is about to go off to college too. And I, she may be staying close by, which I'll celebrate, but, um, (laughs) I don't know. It's just that time home is always going to be home. I'm also from the prairies. Uh, I'm, from outside Edmonton, Fort Saskatchewan, actually. Okay. Uh, so I love it. I love home. I love to go there, but I also have really enjoyed my life living other places and meeting other people. So um, I think that's, it's just enriching your life and yeah, you're spreading fun. yourself around. Everyone's lucky they get to meet you too. So. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I think it's really cool experience just to try something new. Mm-hmm. I think putting yourself in vulnerable situations also helps you grow as an individual. And so for me, moving away to Toronto is not the easiest thing to do, especially after an accident and doctors are telling you you're going to fail school. And then my parents are like, okay, we're going to leave you in Toronto, I guess. Here we go. See ya. So I think that's like a hard part for them, but they're very proud of me. I know that they've told me multiple times and they've been the huge support for me. I wouldn't be able to be here without them. So that's awesome. So when you first came on, I said, it is such an honor to meet you. Um, you're, um, my gosh, this might be super hard to say. I just feel like since that horrific accident, um, we have been carrying the survivors and all your brothers that you lost, um, in our hearts, the entire hockey community and beyond all over the world. Um, for the last couple of years now, and just to watch the watch you kind of embrace your life and live in honor of all of those has been amazing. Yeah, I think the main thing that I can take away from it, looking back at it now, was just the amount of support that we got. It really showed 
how a country could even come together. Like I thought in the hospital, I don't remember the first three days. And so my, I've, these are all the stories I've been told, but I, at the time I was committed to York and I was verbally committed. I wasn't like officially signed. Mm-hmm. And so I was in the hospital and I woke up and I asked what, what happened kind of thing. And I thought I got hit from behind. Then they told me about the accident. And so that was like a big blow to me. I had no clue. And then about. So wait, you thought you got hit behind in a hospital? Yeah, I thought I got checked from behind. When I first woke up, I looked in the hospital and I was like, like, I I got hit from behind. Like, what's going on here? Like, I must have got injured in my game. They're like, no, Mm -hmm. there was no game. And I was like, well, did the refs not show up? Was this happening in sewer? Like before the game, you play sewer with the ball keep up the soccer ball mm-hmm. i was like did i trip in sewer and fall because they have like a pretty sketchy area in sewer so i could have fallen off of an area mm-hmm. and fell a couple floors but i was like maybe like what did i do and so i didn't really realize what the full capacity was i thought it was just me that was injured so once they told me everything that happened i took that real hard as anyone would and then they said approximately 10 minutes later after I asked all the details I possibly could, I uh, ended up saying I want to pursue my life to the fullest for those people that are here today. And wow. then I told them to text my uh, coach on my phone at York saying that I'm going to be there in the fall, healed and ready to go. <laughs> and so I think from that point on, I was like kind of what helped me was the support. I wanted to live my life to the fullest. I wanted to not have this as a setback. And I didn't want it to define me as who I am as Mm -hmm. a person. It's a part of my life, but it's not who I am. And I'm more than that. And I was more than that before. And so for me, it was all a support. Like I, my parents said, he knows about the accident. And I was like, he doesn't know about the accident. Like, I'm sure he doesn't know about the accident. They're like, no, trust me, he knows. And so turned out that, whole Canada wide nation knew and pretty much the whole world in the hospital. There's a girl from, um, Iraq. She flew from Iraq to Saskatoon to come visit a Bronco and her family sent her from Iraq, like specifically to meet a Bronco. So I'm in the hospital. This is like, I think day six and my, we have security on our floor cause it was quite heavily, uh, populated by lots of people and their security and elevators. Like it was, it was actually crazy. And um, so the security guard ended up coming in my room and we had four guys in the room that were on the Broncos. And he was like, Hey, um, there's this girl from Iraq here. She wants to meet a Bronco. Are any of you guys heading out of here anytime soon? I was like, actually I'm going to physio. Like I'll just say hi to her. So I ended up stopping and saying hi, and she had broken English, couldn't really speak, was fangirling, and wow. got a picture. And so that that was when it really kind of hit me how big it really was. Yeah. I, I didn't think a person from Iraq yeah. would want to come and meet a Bronco. So I think that's when it hit. And then obviously the support, the letters, the messages. Like I'm still going through messages. I'm sure. I have received over 10,000 messages on social media. Wow. And then letters and on letters i went i went through everyone though and i wanted to read everyone and i wanted to thank every person that sent one so 
Well, I'm sure they know. And like, I mean, how overwhelming, like you have to take the time, but, um, so who was the, who was the person to walk you through what happened? Was it doctors or were your parents there when you kind of came to? So it was my parents. So the first day, so they told me, I want to believe the next morning. Yeah. They told me the next morning. So it happened that Friday night. They told me Saturday morning, but I don't remember this at all. Mm -hmm. And then three days later, I woke up from actually, I started to remember things. So then I woke up and had the exact same reaction. I looked at them and I was like, I'm dreaming. They're like, what do you mean? I was like, why am I in a hospital? I must be dreaming. So I tried closing my eyes and rolling over to the other side of the bed. Then I realized I had a neck brace on and I was like, this is kind of weird. And then I looked at them like, this is funny. I'm dreaming. They're like, no, you're in a hospital. I was like, no, this is a dream. So I closed my eyes saying I was dreaming. And then I wasn't. So I started like feeling myself and I was like, okay, no, this isn't a dream. So then I said, did we win our game last night? And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, did we win our game last night? They're like, what do you mean? They're like, there was no game. And so the exact same thing happened, but they didn't even realize that it was three days later. Like I still thought I was, it was April 7th. Yeah. And so I had the exact same response. I literally was asking details again. I went and said, I want to live my life to the fullest for those that aren't here. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get back and healed. And so, yeah, I think, I think that was like unbelievable. It's the exact same response, exact same emotions Mm -hmm. and how I had so many details. I want to know who was here, who wasn't here, what happened to them, why. And so, so, yeah, it was definitely a hard time to relive it not once but twice for them. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. I definitely, definitely give them a lot of credit. They were able to support me throughout this whole thing. They were my number one. That's crazy. Oh, that and is so incredible. What was the what was the biggest injury that you sustained in that? Mm-hmm. So I'll list all, and you can decide which one's the worst. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll, I'll go through them all though. Anyways, I had a fractured skull and a puncture wound in my skull and I had a right uh, side degloving in my head. Uh, so that means just like scraped, like road rash kind of on my head. Um, also suffered a severe traumatic brain injury. And I'll touch on that later on of how severe it really was. But uh, also suffered a broken vertebrae in my neck, two broken vertebrae, three others compressed, and then four broken vertebrae in my back. Legament damages in my neck, uh, ear bleeding, and loss of sensation in the back of my neck. And I want to say that's about it. I played, I guess, uh, during the season, I guess I played with broken ribs. I had no clue about, but I played during our season with broken ribs. So that was another thing we found out after the accident. They were healed, and they were like just newly healed. And so the doctors found that to be quite interesting. Wow, okay. that's wild that they could pinpoint that that was already in place. Yeah, amongst yeah. all of your injuries. Exactly. Yeah, they did a full body scan, but yeah, my severe my brain injury was actually quite interesting because I don't think my parents really knew how severe it was, and nor did I. Mm-hmm. But in this three day phase of me not remembering anything, uh, my doctor, my general practitioner doctor from Saskatoon, ended up calling my parents and just sending his condolences about the whole situation. And 
the situation that I was in as well with my injuries. Mm -hmm. And so he said, like, I'm so sorry, Caleb will never be the same. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, he's talking and responding to us. I, I don't understand what do you mean he'll never be the same. And he's like, no, like, I know the severity of his brain injury. He shouldn't be able to remember your guys' names. He can't walk. He can't talk. Like, I just know how severe this brain injury is. And based on the images, he shouldn't be able to remember you guys, remember him, remember anything. Wow. And so then my parents were like, I think they're mixed up images here. Like, I think this isn't Caleb. Like, there's a mix up before. Like, this could be a mix up. Right. So he's like, no, like this says is Caleb. They've done two scans on him. Not one, they did two. And both of them are the exact same images. He's like, I need to come see him for myself. And so he ended up coming in and he walked in. I was like, oh, hi, doctor. How you doing? And he literally <laughs> fell to his knees and started bawling. Wow. And he was saying how like I should be first off in a vegetative state. Like now you'll remember my name. Due to the severity of my uh, broken vertebrae, I should be paralyzed from my neck down. And I also should not be able to talk, walk, or remember my name. And so the fact that I'm in this kind of condition, he said, like, this is a miracle. And so that was like the running kind of situation that every doctor has told me so far is that mm. it's a miracle. You're beating all of the odds. So, yeah. And hope and willpower are sure strong things. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. There's obviously something looking over me or someone trying to help me out in this situation. But uh, yeah, I definitely got the lucky end of it. And I'm very thankful for my situation and grateful that I still have the opportunities I do and still can pursue life that I wanted yeah. to. I think you're right. I think you have a team of angels watching over you. And um, I mean, like I said, it was just for everybody the entire world and hockey community was sending you um, all the healing thoughts that we possibly could for um, your physical injuries, but also your broken hearts. And um, it, it was just as if, I think, I think why it impacted everybody so much was that we, if you grew up in a small town, your friends were those boys on like yeah. you guys. And, you know, we had the boys that came in for the winter and played on our team, but we and then had the boys that we grew up with that moved away and played on those teams. And so, it, it was everybody's, everybody's boys. You guys um, just symbolized everybody's friends, boyfriends, sons, like everything. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, all the love to all of you guys. Totally. I think it's Thank still you. coming out. I just, I remember when Jason told me and Jason was on a road trip himself and I was like, holy crap, like it is so devastating to me that my biggest fear is somebody else's reality right now like they're living it and I just like I couldn't stop like and oh I just couldn't yeah. get through it because I'm just like wow like it could have been any of us and you know like it just anyone whose um, families or loved ones travel all the time it's like literally like it's just it's crazy and I just remember being like wow Jason's on a bus all the time, like yeah. weekly. And you just like, yeah, you just feel so connected. Like you said, Bridget, it's like somebody's friend, brother, cousin, like their boys, like it's, yeah. it's always, yeah. you know, and that's where it's just like, we, everyone was reeling. The whole world was reeling for you guys. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're lucky that there were survivors at all. Um, 
mm-hmm. yeah, as devastating as it was. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, holy, like that was a nightmare. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, one thing that really hit me was that everyone's been on a bus and everyone's felt safe on a bus. Mm-hmm. Like even elementary school, like you hop on a bus and you're hanging out with your friends on the bus and it's a good time. It's always like a good time on the bus. Yeah. yeah. There's never really any negative memories. And so I think the worst part of it all for me though, wasn't even the injuries. I think it was just losing those 16 that I considered my family members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like I take over injuries every single day again to have those people back. Like, yeah, I think that was the worst part of it all was losing the 16. Mm-hmm. And having the twenty nine involved, it's it still still hurts to think about the sixteen that are here today, mm-hmm. and I'm sure a lot of families still still have some issues with that too. I do, I know I do. Yeah, but uh, that's the worst part of it all. It wasn't even the injuries; it was the sixteen. Yeah, Absolutely. are you still in touch with a lot of um, the other families? Yes, yeah, I am. I try to keep in touch with as many as I possibly can. There are a lot of families, but I try my best to send some birthday wishes mm-hmm. of the ones that aren't here. And then ones that are here, we have a group yeah. chat. And so that's nice to have. And we usually have a yearly meetup. Yeah. And so last year we went to Kelowna, which was an awesome time. We were able to I think get 10 guys, I want to say 10 of the awesome. Yeah. 10 mm-hmm. of 13, I want to say. And so that was right. awesome. It was, it was such a good time. And now this year we're planning to have everybody there. So far, so good. Everyone's able to make it. So really looking forward to that. Awesome. I love it. And I always run into like Straz like around town and um did my first uh, sledge hockey with him. Cool. <laughs> I, How was that? Um well I had to get I left having to get stitches. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. And you're like, did so well. <laughs> well. I was like, who does that? Um, but yeah, no, it's it's good to see him around town. And I haven't seen him since he's been back from his surgery, though. Okay. Yeah, is he doing well from that? Or yeah, so far I've well, I've talked to him. And he said that he's doing really well. And he's recovering a lot better than he thought he would. Yeah. And so I think that's huge for him and his confidence as well. Awesome. Yeah, good. So like one of the things I love about you is your how positive you are. Were you like that before the accident or did you kind of like did it kind of amplify after? No, I was the same person I am today. <laughs> I I was like always always upbeat. Like people would like honestly get mad at how positive I was. <laughs> and like sometimes we'd be down like 4 to 1 going into the third like hey, you know what? three goals away from a tie game. Like, let's go fellas. And so the guys are like, shut up. And like, we're out of it. But like, I was always that super like positive, go friendly, like, let's go do this kind of thing. And so that never really changed. Like I'm grateful that nothing really with my personality has changed too much from the accident and that I'm still the person that I was before. That's awesome. Are your um, friends then in your group chat, do you guys must really rely on one another then? for support has it been helpful with them above yeah. above any others because you are we're all in it together exactly yeah i think for me everyone the one thing i took away from this that i really never had a grasp of before was that everybody heals differently mm-hmm. and like literally everyone heals differently not one person's on the same track as the other person mm-hmm. and so for me it's being that support when they need it and when they don't need it to back off and I think a lot of guys are able to do that. And a lot of guys, if they do want support, will be there for them. But if they want their own space, then we give them their space. 
They don't want to be overbearing or pushing something onto them. They don't want to be pushed. And so for me, I've always said to them, I just want the best for you. And I'm always here to support you. And so I have been able to talk to everyone and make sure they're okay, check in with them. But it's more of a, I want the best for you kind of thing. It's not like, hey, um, hope hope you're doing well. Never talk to you again. It's always like, it's that kind of being there for them continuously and reminding them that I'm here and that we are going through the same thing. Like we all went through the exact same thing. For other guys, it was more severe. For other guys, it was more mental, like injury mm-hmm. standpoint. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just being that constant support is major, and we're all there for each other. That's awesome. That's so good. Like and yeah, because no one else understand it understands it. But I would I would always feel weird. Like, and I'm obviously like you said, everyone heals differently, but I feel like I would want like if I was having a bad day, I wouldn't want to bring it to the group because I would, wouldn't want everybody else to have a bad day. Like mm-hmm. that's where I would personally struggle. So, like you said, everyone is different and you know, you gotta take it in strides and how you want to handle it for the day, I'm sure. Like I'm sure day to day is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with some guys, like you have to take different approaches to everybody and that's a kind of learning process and I Mm -hmm. think that was one thing that we all kind of started to learn off the bat was just how to take each other how to talk to each other kind of mold the old bonds that we had back to how it was before Mm -hmm. and so I think that's a daily thing that we all continue to work on. You said something that um, really struck home early on that just that you don't want this to define you hockey didn't define you and the fact that you were a hockey player um, prior didn't define who you were, neither does this accident. So how did you move beyond that? How, cause that had to be tricky in, in the aftermath and just doing interviews and being asked to speak and even being on this podcast, like a couple years later, how do you, how do you manage that in moving forward? I think before the accident, I wanted to be more than just one dimensional. I didn't want to be just a hockey player. I wanted to be involved in the community. And for me, and humbled, I was able to give back and do lots of stuff. I was involved with Special Olympics hockey. I was volunteering in classroom every Wednesday morning. I was head of our uh, rec hockey program on Sundays, and also had like a taxi crew of the Special Olympic players that wanted to, that were super fans of the Broncos that wanted to be there two hours before the game and then wait an hour after for me. Yeah. And so I've always kind of wanted to give back and to be bigger than just the sport. And be bigger than myself. And even with diabetes, I was a JRF national ambassador before the accident. And I I still am now. And so I've kind of been able to use those outlets as well to kind of define who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. And now at York, I'm on the Varsity Athletics Student Council. And so we provide different events for student athletes, for the community. And so I try to get involved in other aspects of not just hockey. And I think that's kind of how I navigate through it. And I've done even speeches now outside of the hockey of like kind of more adversity, Mm -hmm. perseverance, resilience, positivity. And so I just want to make the world a better place. At the end of the day, that's all I'd like to do is just to make one positive impact a day. And I try to, I have a little saying, I do one good deed a day. And it can literally be as simple as picking up a piece of garbage on the floor and putting it into the garbage bin. Or the other day, actually, I ended up getting a turkey. I I was getting groceries and I had spent over $200. And I usually get like groceries for the month and then I ended up getting a free turkey. And so I 
didn't really need the turkey. I wasn't going to cook a turkey. I'm a university student. (laughs) And so I give turkey to the lady behind me in line and she started bawling. And I didn't, I didn't really realize the, how big of an effect it was. I just thought I was just doing something nice and started bawling and said that she can feed her family now that this will help her out and that she can treat her family how she's wanted to treat them. And I was, I was taken back. I was like, okay, well, I guess obviously one good deed a day is, working and so mm-hmm. to continue that so i i just think trying to be outside the sport hockey is great i love it mm-hmm. but i think trying to build myself as a person around school other events of giving back and so i think that's also what kind of helped me propel me to who i am mm-hmm. totally and i think honestly i think you're doing such a good job like i like now i mean i have only known you since the accident like obviously introduced myself to you mm-hmm. um but now, like, I think of you as a person who honestly just gives back. Like, you're here, you're there, you're doing this. Like, you're doing so much good. And I told Bridge, I'm like, oh, we got to have Caleb on. Like, he's one of the most positive people in the world. Like, you just make people want to be a better person. And it literally has nothing to do with the accident. It is literally everything else to do with what makes mm-hmm. you feel good and what you project onto everybody else. And it's like I said, it's the positivity. It's like literally it's playing mini sticks with my eight-year-old. Yeah. Like you're, everything you're doing is like, it, like, you know, it fills your heart and it fills other people's buckets. And I think that you're doing such a good job, literally everything. You. You're doing. So in the middle of all of your studies and volunteer philanthropy, um, what do you do for fun? Yeah. I know so... you enjoy those things, but let's, <laughs> oh, talk, yeah. let's talk about yeah. the other part. Um, some fun, I think. As of right now, my roommate and I are very dedicated to our studies. And so I think that was a big piece helping me also was that we push each other. We get back test marks and we try to out the other person. So we're very competitive in that aspect. And so sound like that to me, studies, but (laughs) (laughs) so uh, some fun things we do. We go out to uh, Earl's to grab a bite. We uh, also like happy hour, happy hour Earl's. Excellent. Have- oh, I miss Earl's happy yeah. hour. Yeah. Yeah. So we go and uh, that's always a good time. We found a new restaurant here in Toronto called King Taps. Yeah. And it's not a new one. A lot of people know about it. But for us being out West, it's new. Yeah. And uh, we try like try new things, like new foods. So we're big. We're big into testing out like foods or food guys. Good for you. And uh, yeah, our go-to is definitely Earl's night, happy hour. Yeah. Uh, going to Leafs game coming up here. Now that our season's over, it's not as high tech or sorry, high impact. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. And so for us now is kind of our time to do things. So you yeah, yeah. be going to Leafs game, try to hit up a Raptors game too and Jay's game. We want to get all three. Yeah. The big three in. And so all I've done, yeah, yeah, I've done the Raptors already and the Leafs game already. So. I want to go with them to both of them as well. And then we'll hit up the Jays when their season starts up here shortly. That'll be fun. Spring fever in Toronto. I love it. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We also go and yeah, we go support other teams events. We uh, have the female hockey team upstairs. We're in a basement suite and then they're upstairs. So we're (laughs) actually, we're going to this weekend, we're going to their game on Saturday and then following that we're hopping on a bus and then going to support a women's volleyball team. In St. Catharines, which is like two hours away, and going on a fan bus with all the student awesome. athletes. So I think it'll be a good time. And I think like we don't really enjoy going out because we're worried about our studies, but yeah. it's nice to let loose here and there. And that's what we like to do. Good for you. You got to enjoy yourself along the way. 
Yeah. And I love that you have that in common with Ryder, how much you love school. (laughs) Honestly, though, like I see all the stories of Ryder just loving school and be like, I don't want to leave or look at this book. I love this book. Um, And then I'm I'm sitting there like, I love school too, but maybe not that much. (laughs) Like, I love it, but. I just acknowledge his power. I think it's so cool. <laughs> oh, he's so, he's awesome. Yeah. He is. He is. I, I think he gets it. He thinks knowledge is power. He thinks it's super interesting. And I, I yeah. feel the same way. Like, I think yeah. it's unbelievable. And the more you know, the better. So, exactly. awesome. Awesome. Uh, so, I asked Kodette earlier if she wanted to have a little fun and maybe just go head to head with you on a um, like three things in five seconds game. Okay, three female singers. Oh, okay. Uh, Britney Spears, Carrie Underwood, and Taylor Swift. Okay. Kodak, ready, set, go. Uh, Beyonce, Katy Perry, and Christina Aguilera. Nice. Nice work. Oh, I can't breathe. Okay. (laughs) Caleb, Caleb, three things that keep you warm. Bunny hug, hoodie, and blanket. Kodak, ready, set, go. Jason, fire, and vodka. <laughs> Bunny hug is a Saskatchewan term, just so everyone clears this up. It's a it's a hoodie, so I said hoodie twice. Doesn't uh, really count, but bunny yeah. hug is a hoodie. And yeah, okay. same kind of thing. Sure. That's right. I gave it to you. I knew what it was. Okay. All right. But I, I wasn't gonna call you out on it. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Three things you do on your graduation night. Drink, have fun, be with friends. Ready, Kodat? Yeah. Go. Get turbo wasted, um, take pants off, and moonwalk across somebody's bar. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. All right, um, one more thing. Three things you do in jail. Eat, sleep, uh, get stabbed. (laughs) Get stabbed? It happens. It happens. I guess it does. All right, Kodat. Three things you do in jail. Go. Uh, Workout, anal, yard work. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say drop the soap, but I didn't know if that was eligible. (laughs) That's three things you don't want to do in jail, maybe. All right. That was a fun game. Nice job, you guys. We'll take out the box. Okay, Caleb, please tell me why you have, sorry, I'm just all over the map right now, but um, why did you chip your front left tooth three times? Oh boy. So we have a good story here. Um, I don't know where to start here. So the first time, first time was, uh, we'll go first. Uh, they, they go in order, kind of funny. So first time I was rollerblading downstairs with my friend and we were playing one-on-one. I had a cement basement in my house and so we had an area where two nets we could play some uh, roller hockey and so we were battling for the puck and he lifted my stick missed my stick and got my tooth and so that was my first incident with my front left tooth and then the second time was another time on rollerblades of course and I was out on the pavement outside playing uh, street hockey and I got a rock stuck in my blade and my like skate blade, so like in the wheel, and I face planted it right onto the cement, chipped the exact same tooth somehow, <laughs> didn't wreck anything else, just the same tooth. But then the third time, this one's the best one. I was uh, at school 
sitting in class and I and we play tackle football. We're not really supposed to, but it it was a thing. And I literally just got the tooth fixed. Like I actually like I think I got the tooth a week week earlier fixed. And so we play tackle football at recess, and obviously that doesn't sound good. And <laughs> <laughs> it all went well. No one got injured out in the field. So I come back in, sit in class, and this one guy I ended up hurting his feelings a bit. And it was due to me not passing the football. I was a quarterback and he said he was open. He wasn't. And so I didn't pass him football and I faked it and ran and we ended up winning anyways, but he was really mad about that. And so he really like actually was mad. And so at first, like I thought he was joking, but he was actually seriously mad. So we walked into the classroom and I sit down at my desk and he walks up behind me. and was like, thanks for passing me the ball and literally grabbed my head and slammed it in the desk. No. Sure enough, oh. I chipped my tooth that I just got fixed again <laughs> for the third time. Uh, what's on your bucket list? Oh, that's a good one. I want to travel. I think traveling is a major thing on my bucket list. I've been to Europe twice and I've absolutely loved it. So I, I think I want to see more of the world. Obviously not right now with the virus going around. Yeah. But uh, outside of that, I think once everything kind of clears up i like to travel to certain places uh i like to go to a hot place i've never been i think the hottest place i've been is arizona yeah well so, it's pretty hot depends it when is you're pretty here. warm yeah it is pretty warm place I mean, it's, either, it's that, either here or the sun yes literally hey <laughs> oh yeah in july been there yeah. been there and that was the warmest place i've been but i like to try something a little more tropical mm-hmm. so i think like even bali a lot of people are hopping on the Bali train, yeah. but uh, they ask a tropical place or I like to go to Greece, another kind of cool place. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. I like to go to Australia. Yeah. Uh, I want to try different cultures. Like I want to see what the Chinese culture is like. Uh-huh. Uh, I hear it's like feeling like you're going to the future kind of thing. So I think that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah so I, I kind of want to try some different things and travel that's definitely on my bucket list i think i think that's really about it yeah. on my bucket list yeah. like yeah. i love it that's a great one yeah. i agree and do, have, and do you have any speaking engagements coming up that we should let people know <laughs> well i do have a couple i as of right now it's not official but somewhat official i'm going to pei for a school tour i'm hitting up i think six schools in three days Wow. That's the plan in May, sometime in May. It's not finalized, so it's just in the works. But um, in Halifax from June, I think, 5th to 6th, I think on the 5th, I have a presentation there. I'm a keynote speaker for the hockey conference in Halifax. And then I'm also going to the PEI golf tournament in July from the 15th to the 18th, I believe. And also have a speech here in Toronto area in may mm-hmm. follow you along so you have a public instagram that people can follow along with you right yeah yeah it's um just my name caleb dahlgren k-a-l-e-b-d-a-h-l-g-r-e-n same with twitter same with facebook it's all the same i want to yeah. keep it mainstream nice and easy. yeah no. i love it <laughs> well we know you're so busy so we don't want to keep you any longer you 
I'm sure you've got uh, better things to do than talk to us, but all night long. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it though. I like this. This is cool. I like this little podcast situation. Oh, good. Well, okay. Well, we're happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Oh, that's awesome. Thank well, you guys though for having me on here. It's honestly an honor and I couldn't be more thankful to talk to you guys. Well, thank oh, you so much. It was, I, I feel um, inspired by, by you. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. out and do some good. <laughs> yeah keep keep up with all the good work caleb and hopefully yeah. we'll see you soon thank you yeah, yeah no i love catching up with you guys it's always nice so awesome love to come and visit so thank you once again. all right take good okay. care see you caleb bye. keep killing it thank you bye bye thanks for hanging out you've been listening to our hockey life with codette LaBarbera and bridget whitney Join us next week when we get to introduce you to another great hockey friend. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Our Hockey Life and at Codette LaBarbera. 